Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Miss Reason Show. Uh, I'm your host, Miss Reason, and thanks everyone for calling in. Hello? Uh huh. Can you hear me? Yes. Is this Roman? Yes, it's Roman. How are you, Roman? I'm pretty good. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, hold on just a second. Okay, just call in the show regular. Okay. All right. So how are you tonight, Roman? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. We're waiting for my co-host to call in. Um, She'll be calling in in just a second. And um, okay. But you're doing pretty good though. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a kind of a stressful day, but I'm I'm making it work. Oh well, can be can be too challenging. You in control. Yeah. Day, are you there? Hey, everybody. Can hey, you hear everyone. me? Oh, hey, Roman. Hey. Okay, so, so, um, that's a start, huh? How's everybody's day going? Stressful. Pretty good. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay, so um, Marie, did you introduce Roman? Yes, I did. Okay, so um, Roman, I'm really excited to talk to you. I had some people that said that they will be calling in, um, because they're you know they're interested um in holding companies and things like that. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to get into um. My very first question is um, can you explain what a holding company is because there are a lot of people that ask me this question. Okay, well, just to paint a great picture, uh, a holding company compared to a, another company, let's just say you have a company specializing in selling, I don't know, tennis shoes, T-shirts. Uh, okay, so that, that company, the business model is dependent upon that industry. But in a holding company, it, it's not one industry, you know, we are just seeing. It, it's kind of like a um, kind of like a, a, a shadow approach, basically. You know, and every holding company is different. You know, every holding company is driven differently as far as what drives their cash flow and things like that. Uh, But, you know, overall, a holding company, it doesn't have a real identity. You know, it's very unique. Uh, You can basically have any type of business as a holding company. You can own businesses. Your business can own other businesses versus just specializing, you know, to one trade or product. Okay. Okay. That it actually sounds like a lot of people do this, and you know, like unaware that that's what they're doing. You know, when people, um, mm-hmm. you know, branch out and do a bunch of small businesses and and different um, trades. Right. Okay. So, what were you? What was your career before this? Okay, before I was an entrepreneur, I was actually a, a Nissan manufacturer in uh, Canton, Mississippi, because I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, but I worked at Nissan for about two years, 
And that was actually my first and last full-time job. Uh, but that job, it taught me a whole bunch. But the reason I want to work there is because I felt like all my problems be solved if I could just get that full-time job, you know, because I was out on my own. I was in college, you know, part-time job here and there. And I just felt like that full-time job would create that stability for me. So that's what I was doing. I was actually putting cars together. Okay. And and you said you felt like um, – go ahead, Marie. No, I was I was saying okay about what he said. He was putting he was working on cars. Oh, okay. So you you uh you said something about um you know you felt like once you got that full time job, it was going to solve all your problems. Can we can mm-hmm. we get into that because a lot of people feel like yeah. that and are and are disappointed, you know, when it doesn't. Right. Right. I mean. Do you want me to explain just a little bit of, as far as what I was going through and experience with that job? Well, I mean, uh, you don't have to you know. actually, you know, you don't have to actually say um, the specific details on what you were going through. But, you know, can you say, you know, how you felt when you realized that, that you finally got the job you were pushing for, but mm-hmm. it's not solving all of your, all of your problems. You still have a, a lot of this, you know, the same problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what I did notice, it was so funny because, like, I felt like as soon as I could just get that process going, you know, that would be it. But I started noticing too many, like, small circles, you know. Like, every Monday I'd be complaining to myself about getting up a certain, you know, at the same time. Or every Sunday I'm always feeling a certain way when I have to leave a certain family function early or something like that. It's just about the habit of things. You know, it wasn't creating any room for me to do anything extra. You know, of course I was paycheck to paycheck. Because, you know, I just assume as an adult, this is how things are supposed to go. You're supposed to, you know, work a, work a full-time job, pay your bills, and I guess just be thankful that you can fit inside that, you know, that, that little small circle. But, you know, I grew frustrated with that because I, I was like, this just can't be life. You know, it's like waiting around to die because it's like right. always put, trying to push forward to a better day, you know, when it's, when it's never coming. You know, it's always inching forward. And I'll never forget, you know, growing up, uh, I used to always hear – my mom say say things that you know when she couldn't get us certain things you know just wait I'll get it later you know I'll get it later even if it's months mm-hmm. later but you know later never comes you know one day mm-hmm. is not a weekday you know so I mean that's what I grew frustrated about the most you know that circle you know that same back and forth that box I felt trapped. <laughs> no, that is something a lot of people can relate to feeling trapped. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah, and 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 you hit it a lot, and and I think that that feeling is the reason why there are so many small businesses opening right now. That right. feeling right there, and especially in the South. I know you said you know you were in you were in um, Jackson, right? Yeah, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know in the South specifically, you know. For some reason, they don't think that they have to pay you very much more than minimum wage. You know, um, even if you get a higher mm-hmm. end job, it seems like they only pay you just enough to pay mm-hmm. your bills. And then mm-hmm. anything extra, like they they don't believe in having a, a you know like quality of life. Like up north, ha- having enough money means you're able to do the things that make you happy as well. You know, right. it's, it's not enough unless you can do the things that make you happy. So you're going into work and you're coming home. If that's all you're doing, then that's not enough money, you know. But here yeah. I actually had a um, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was agreeing with you. I had a um a manager at the last job I worked actually tell me that that's how life is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That you're supposed that that you're supposed to not never have enough to do what you want to do. That's how life right. is supposed to be. And I thought that that was the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. It pissed me off. I actually ended up cursing them out and quitting mm-hmm. really soon after that. I had those but, <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it pissed me off that he said that. And it made me really sad to look at the older women who had been doing this type of job for 50 years. And they had never been able to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they lived their whole life never being able to have a, a good quality of life. All you know is you got to work, and they still don't have – and at that time, there was one woman I, – I, I really stayed away from her because being around her made me depressed because after working at that particular job, that particular location for 15 years, she still had eviction notices and junk. Like, wow. I can't work anywhere for 15 years, and I still have financial issues. <laughs> well. I mean, it's it's truly amazing because, you know, it's always, people always told me growing up, like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. Like you said, this is how it's supposed to be. And it's nothing extra. You should expect anything, you know, anything extra out of any of this. But I had twin boys, you know, when, when I was working at Nissan, my twin boys were newborn and I was so frustrated because everybody was telling me, oh man, you're never going to leave work. You're going to always have to be at work. You know, you got to work overtime. You're never going to see your kids. That don't even make sense. How, how does that make sense? You know, how does that equal life? Right. You know, like, right. Right. How is that okay? Like, why Why is everybody okay with this? But that's because that's right. how the system is set up. But that's what people are used to, you know, because women have babies and be right back at work, and I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's and, how the system ignoring is help. set up. <laughs> right. You at work sick, you at work tired, you -hmm. know, you frowning at work. And that's why it's so many people that's at these nine to five doing customer service and stuff like that. And they cursing you out or they, you go to McDonald's and they, and it's somebody's grandmother in there and she's like, go ahead. You know, there's no customer service because nobody's happy. Nobody's happy in the system. You think the system is set up like that, but it's only set up like that if you let it be, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like. Our children um, are taught in, in the public schools that you have to get a job and you have to, um, you know, get in line and, and, and be this particular type of molded person and, and, and work hard and paycheck to paycheck. But if you go to a mm-hmm. private school or you go to, you know, these, these uh, academies, their children are taught that you got to start a business young. They're teaching right. them business plans. They're teaching them, you know, like they their projects are – you know, they're not, they might not even be learning budgeting. They're learning business plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not worried about paycheck to paycheck because to them, that's not even an option. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I can, I can so relate to that. I mean, I, I think that honestly, um, I've quit a few jobs, and that was always the reason why, because I cannot live, um, like, my, my personality, I can't live only going mm-hmm. to work. After a certain amount of time, you get burnt out. You got to do something else. You got to be able to go on a vacation or, you know, something. Yeah, because if not, you're just committing spiritual suicide. I mean, you're just waiting around to die, slowly dying, because you're ignoring your health, 
especially if you never have time to focus on your diet plan. You know, you're just eating anything. You're not getting a lot of sleep. You're always mentally frustrated because you're not really happy. Everything is is a big equation, uh, a big equation to death. You know, you're walking towards death. That's not what life is at all. I fully agree. Okay, so my next question is, um, what is it that made you go into business for yourself? Like um, the day you said, you know what, I'm done, because I know you said you were there for two <laughs> years. So the day you said I'm done, what was it that made you say, okay, I'm just going to figure this out on my own? Okay, uh, now I remember the exact day that I had like this idea moment. I was riding home uh, because I was riding home. I had the same route every day from work. Uh, I was riding home, and I heard on the radio, for some reason, I don't know why it stuck, uh, stood out to me, but uh, Y101 is the radio station I listened to, and it was saying something about rich dad, poor dad. And for, when I was frustrated at work uh, with Nissan, working there, it, the the biggest frustration was not knowing what I could do, you know, not knowing what I don't know. I just had so many questions. Like, I know this can't be what it is. I just need to know more. So when I, when I heard that book, uh, heard about that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, I wasn't a big reader uh, because I didn't even like school, to be honest. Uh, I just felt like so, it was so much wasting time going on. You know, we learned about stuff that we can't really use. So when I, when I heard about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the, the title struck out to me. So I just threw in headphones, laid on my couch, and listened to the audio book on YouTube. You know, I was already tired. I'm already frustrated. I get out of work. There's nothing to do. At that point, I didn't have kids yet. Um, it was just me and my fiance, me and my wife. She was my fiance at the moment, but I was still just frustrated. So I just laid down and listened to it. Man, when I was listening to that uh, audio book, he was saying so many different things that gave me so many ideas. Just so many, it, it just gave it gave me hope to feel like, man, I can actually work my way towards a new life just by applying certain concepts. So you know, it was that day right there. I decided to just educate myself because I started, you know, messing with network marketing real early uh, back then. So it was I just started dealing with the journey, you know, of my own choosing, basically, you know, walking my destiny. And when I decided uh, I didn't know a lot, I was still at that job at Nissan. I just went on this crazy education. Like I just started learning a lot, like reading books, 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 just reading them because I, it was just so much I didn't know. After knowing so much stuff, you know, just by having so many ideas, I just was like, man, it's time. Like, it, it gets to a point where you feel like if you don't do something, it's just not right. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I can't not be this person now because I, I had so many ideas just by coming across new things. So that's what really started me Okay. that journey. And that's... And that's a that's a good thing because I won't lie, I I have never and a lot of people say that they do that, you know they they get these um they get these these uh self help entre- entrepreneurship books and stuff like that and they listen to it and it motivates mm-hmm. them, and I guess I should because you know I I I never really did I kind of was lucky and you know fell into starting small businesses. It just kind of came to me because of um, an experience I had with a small business. Marie, did you, um, you know, we both, me and Marie and I both own um, smaller businesses. Marie, did you Mm -hmm. um, do any self-help, you know, books or anything to, you know, before you started your your businesses? No, I didn't. It was just, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a little girl when I first started selling candy. So, right. Um, <laughs> and see, that's the thing about it. That was only half because when I started dealing with stuff, it was even more lessons 
But that's amazing to right. start that early. You said you were three, Marie? I was, well, well, at three, my grandfather used to have car gangs, and his friends, I used to charge them at the door to put money in my piggy bank. <laughs> so um, it's been early. It's been I've been an entrepreneur as long as I can remember. I've worked regular jobs, but I'm just I just don't have that mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. I so never I have long. never. I will. I spent ten years in a hospitality. Um. Uh. I get like I I worked in hotels for ten years, only because my father said that I needed to that there was always a demand for it and um he got me uh actually my younger brother um he his friend had a mom that um managed hotels and my brother was like okay you had a baby i want you to do this you know I, I, i'm going to get you this job then my dad got me a job with uh, a bigger chain with hyatt and don't get me wrong it you know it kept money coming in but it never was enough money and mm-hmm. it was way too much work asked me to do for the money and I never I may have actually quit every job that I had when I think about it I may have actually quit every single one and I mean my dad was right they're easy to get into like I can I can call a hotel tomorrow and tell them yeah I put in the application even though I didn't and I can get an interview and get hired but I won't say Marie will tell you I had I had one I started one hotel last summer I worked there for three months I quit I don't know. I just quit one day. I just, I said, okay. I told her I was going into work. And then at lunchtime, I said, yeah, girl, I can't. I'm going home. And by the next Friday, I was working at a completely different hotel, different chain, everything, at a completely different hotel. And she she kept telling me, like, you know, just stop. Just stop doing it. You're just going to quit. And then I quit that one, too. That I might have stayed there for about <laughs> six months. But I never, I just never was the type to be okay, unhappy. And but that that mm-hmm. goes for everything. Exactly. I, you know, I I don't agree with being unhappy in a relationship. I don't agree with being unhappy at you know at work or or you know, in your family life. If you you know if you can be okay being unhappy, then you really you're really not taking care of yourself because like you said, mm-hmm. um, emo- like our our especially women specifically, but everybody, our emotional well being is connected to our physical well being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women specifically, we get illnesses because of sadness. Our weight goes up and down. Our hair can fall out. And the whole uh, reprodu- reproductive organ, that whole system with females is catered, like it, it's surrounded around our emotions. So if we mm-hmm. sad or stressed out, everything is out of whack. And, you know, it causes real life illnesses because we're unhappy for long periods of time. And a lot of women don't even realize that the reason why they sick or not feeling good all the time is because they're not taking time to make themselves happy. You know, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's mentally draining to do something you don't like doing every single day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly. mentally draining. You wake up and, you know, especially like working, working a job like Nissan or like, like a hotel, you get up and it's like a an assembly line where you got to do this and then you got to do that and then you got to do this. So it's like you're not even there anymore. You're just up and you're just like on 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 a on you know like on auto drive, just mm-hmm. doing the stuff because you know you have to. 
and then mm-hmm. it affects your family life. I can imagine your wife or, you know, especially as a fiancé at the time, she's like, oh, no, we, you know, you come home and she got to give you a pep talk every single day to make sure you get up and go to work tomorrow, you know, because <laughs> I used to need a pep talk every day. I used to wake up and as soon as my alarm go off, I'm complaining because I'm like, look, if they say something to me, I'm quitting. I was like Rochelle <laughs> from um, Everybody Hey Chris. I don't need this. Yeah. My man got three jobs. I don't need this. Like, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> I'll be ready to go fast. Especially, you know, yeah, especially oh, knowing man. you can get another job just like it. And then wherever there's yeah. one hotel, there's like 25. So I could leave this hotel and then cross the street and go and ask them if they got um, some positions available and be working there. So <laughs> I would just be ready to go. I'd be ready to go fast. And um, I commend you on, you know, realizing it early. You said that that was your first and last job. It takes a lot of courage to say, yeah, I'm never doing this again. And mean it. You know what I'm saying? And mean it because we all have said, yeah, I can't do this job junk. And then, you know, us believing that this is adulthood, this is what we have to do. We go back and and we get another. $400 a week. Right. Right, and then and and then your bills add up to eighty five percent of that, seventy five, eighty five percent of that, and then if you got kids, that's a whole nother, you know that's another bill. Mm. Each child oh, yeah. is a, is another bill by themselves, and you know don't let you have a car, you know a, a new car note or, you know it's what what people don't realize too is I think it's impossible to to be a nine to fiver, and uh, um, an, a new entrepreneur. As a new entrepreneur, the, the working and then trying to come and build this business from the ground, you won't have mm-hmm. enough money, and it's gonna tire no, you out. Possible, though people do it all the time. They'll still keep their nine to five and be working their their uh, their entrepreneurship, working their um aspirations on the and side. And and yeah, as soon as they, as soon as they go for it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't fully commit to both. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I know it's possible to do both, but you can't fully commit to both. You'll have to quit the job to fully commit to your own business. You know well, what yeah. I mean? Because, because you'll be too tired from work to do. Sometimes you'll have to choose. Sometimes you'll have to say, look, I'll be tired in the morning. Or, you know, at work, I'll be tired at work. Or you'll say, look, you know, I I can't do this tonight. I have to do it over the weekend or, you know what I'm saying? You'll have to put your own aspirations aside because you got to get up for work. Like you, every right. day you find yourself making a choice between the two. Yeah. I, I actually started on the side uh, when I got certified to file taxes. I was doing it on the side when I uh, had the job at Nissan and it, it started conflicting so much uh, that I, I, I was so stressed out. My hair started falling out at the top of my head. You know, I, I got pictures where you can kind of see the hair where it fell out at. Uh, I was just that stressed out. And I had newborn twins, but the, but I was, like, torn in between. You know, one leg was in, in this uh, business, entrepreneurship, everything that goes with that, and then the other leg was in, you know, what everybody feel like I should be doing or what people feel like was not risky or not and all that stuff. And I was torn so much because I'm like, you know, this is crazy. Before I had this job, they told me I wasn't ever going to get it, and if I do get it, I'll get laid off because it's a manufacturing plant. You know, I was just like, forget this. Uh, my wife told me at home out. She was like, I would not lose my husband over a job. You know, you don't have to go tomorrow. I'm here for you uh, whenever. We're going to do – if you love entrepreneurship, you be an entrepreneur and you live in your passion, but I'm always here. 
And from that day right there, that night, you know, because it was late night, we was arguing because I'm both both frustrated. Newborns crying in the middle of the night while I'm at work. You know, when I get off, I'm so tired, I don't want to hear no crying. It's just it's terrible. And right. from that point on, I was like, forget it, you know, because you only got two choices in life, it's fear or faith. You know, you can let fear keep you somewhere or let faith take you somewhere else. But it's a lot of people uh, that push a lot of uh, religious and spiritual uh, things as far as have a, a certain amount of faith and things like that. But it's not a lot of people practicing real action. You know, is either you going to be this or not? There's no in-between. Right. Right. A lot of people let uh, faith keep them at the job. Like I know that, you know, um, if I just keep my head down and go to work, then I know God gonna make it different tomorrow. You know, right? right. But that don't equal that don't equal results. You know, that don't equal results at all because you're doing the same thing, expecting some a different result, uh, and, and and you inside of somebody else's system. You you know, you got to reach out and actually, you know, gain uh, ground gain grounds to have more power and to have more activity going for your own self, so all that can equal you. And when it gets bigger and bigger, it's like, you know, it's like magic. <laughs> right. right. And and you also have to have patience, you know, as an entrepreneur, oh, yeah. because, you know, at the end, of, you go to work and at the end of that week or at the end of that two weeks, all right, you got this paycheck. Even if it's not enough, you got this paycheck. But, you know, with mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, you have to stay in the fight. You have to. All right. It, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get this time, but that's all right. I'm just going to do another, right. you know, I'm do another event. I'm going to do another you know, showcase, I'm going to do another this or another that because I know it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the millionaires and billionaires were like that. I mean, you know, we hear stories all the time about they turn Bill Gates down a lot of times. And I know those companies that told him no are like, oh, you know, because those, you Mm -hmm. know, those are the ones that, that his company blew out of the water. And that's not the only one, you know, it's, it's a couple of businesses that once they Mattel started in a garage, and they, whatever the doll company was, the big one at that time, told them, yeah, we don't like that. We don't like that doll. Try again, you know. And they made their dolls out of a garage. A lot of companies started in a garage and got a couple of no's first or got those disappointments yeah. first. And, mm-hmm. and you know, if you give up after a couple of disappointments, then, you you know, maybe maybe working is for you. That, you know, <laughs> if you, you know um, – I guess it's like you said, uh, you got to let faith be an action and not just a word or a theory. Yeah. Because real action will create real results. Right. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. let fear stop them from acting on anything. They just don't do anything and kind of stay in that box and kind of keep complaining and bouncing around. But, you know, that, you know, people like that, they're never going to change, especially when you trap a habit as a human because it's already hard enough to, to not have certain habits, you know, because it's easy to have a habit repeating the same thing over and over and over the big picture is equaling a a certain result. Very true. So what skills would you say you possess that helped you to start this type of business that you have? Uh, Well, well, now, the type of business with the holding company, I can't say um, I I, I lead with my uh, my, my versatility. Uh, because I was always, and I guess that's a good thing why I even have twins. I was always to do a lot of different things at once because I'm, I grow bored. Um, like growing up in school, I had to be in a lot of different extracurricular activities because I grow bored with just the same thing or whatever. 
but the holding company, it makes me feel good when I know certain concepts. Like, in, it's, for instance, in sales, uh, in sales, I used to think that sales could be risky because you have to go find that one person to make you some money, then go find the next person. But when I learned the real concept of sales, you know, I know how to make sales, like guarantee sales, just by getting to people who want me in the first place. You know, uh, that along with certain concepts, uh, it, it just it, like as far as the systematic concepts. When I didn't when I didn't understand what what a business was, I just thought as an entrepreneur I was supposed to be a salesman. But I learned how a business actually supposed to be set up as a system to operate to create cash on that uh, on that back end, so you can look at that number, you know, see how you can improve it and make it bigger. And it, and if it's even better, you can add to that and make it even bigger. You know, I didn't see nothing like that, and it makes me so exciting because, uh, excited because I get to execute so many new things uh, that I know uh, that, that I'm going to stick with a long time in my career. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I, I like to ask um, that question when it comes to, um, you know, businesses like holding companies because a lot of people think, well, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have what it takes to do that. You know, and, you know, people would be surprised when they do have exactly what it takes to, you know, to start a holding company or, you know, an editor editing business or what what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what services um, or systems does your company offer? Okay. Uh, right now we are in, we're geared towards financial services mostly. I uh, have plenty of reasons why we're doing that right now and so rapidly. Uh, so we deal with, uh, for instance, I, I told you I mentioned taxes, income taxes. Uh, mm-hmm. We we have a tax ta- tax company, um, community tax business. Uh, we have a clientele base in Mississippi. Uh, so every first quarter, we're always servicing our clients in Mississippi with taxes. Uh, we're we're looking towards bookkeeping now, with, along with the taxes. Uh, we have insurance, retirement retirement insurance, alternative financing, basically a lot of different lo- uh, financial service products. So basically, we're dealing with financial services right now uh, because, you know, I believe that in a system of the government printing money, you know, you can't save this this money. You know, it equals less tomorrow. We got to make as much as we can, as fast as we can, so we can start converting it over to real money and real assets, you know, and, and more driving businesses that create more money, basically. And I feel like financial services is a is a nice fast track. Okay. Um, how many companies does your company um, have partial ownership or do you guys have full ownership? Like when you purchase a company, do you have full ownership or partner ownership? And how many companies do you now have? Well, when we, uh, when we do decide to purchase a company, uh, it will always be uh, most likely full ownership depending on a certain opportunity we see within the company, because there's always a reason a person sell and a reason a person buy. Uh, And, you know, if we're going to, see an opportunity in a certain investment, we would like to control it with our concepts. Uh, but right now we're we're actively dealing with four different systems right now. And I like to call them systems because that's all businesses are as systems. Uh, and like I said, they are in financial services. And from those four systems right there, I feel like it's going to be a good battery life uh, for Oldman Company Incorporated uh, private company. I'm really proud. I'm really proud to say that I'm CEO of this company because when I was, when I was young, I never knew what I would be doing. And I can see so clearly now just because every day I wake up and I really live the way I want to. You know, I, I learn as much as I can. I, I be excited uh, as, as much as I can because I'm finally free to be able to, to run and do what I want to do. 
So, I mean, it, I'm, I'm ready. I'm pumped up. It's 2017. A lot of people crazy about the new election. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, the election was a big thing. And um, Marie and I have had several discussions with um, guests to see how a lot of people um, felt about it to the point where we were just – we didn't even want to talk about it anymore. But I did say a few <laughs> times that I think that it's going to make – a lot of people that were on the, keeping that baby toe in the work field, I think they're going to step into entrepreneurship because of the thing that the immediate changes that he's making, you know, mm-hmm. cause and effect. Okay. Does, does um a company under your company undergo um, major changes? Like once you purchase them, do you change their systems as you call it? Or um or is the company allowed to stick with the original branding and and um systems once purchased? Well, okay, well it'll be that's like a two sided thing. Uh, first I deal with if we if we get a company, uh, we see an opportunity in it and we acquire it. Uh, and and if I see something missing, for instance, like if I see something uh, the the person who's selling it to us don't see, then we'll immediately start making rapid changes as far as adjustments, basically, uh, basically to make sure the system is operating uh, the way it needs to be. Uh, now, that's one way. Another reason to buy a company uh, is it, is because it's maybe coming towards their interest too much. Uh, a lot of companies will buy a company if it's growing too fast, and it's a competing company, for instance. Uh, if the company grows too fast, it could be, you know, it could be against our interest, and it could, you know, make make sales go down. Anything. You know, if we see a company like that, then we are, we acquire it. We either give them an offer to buy it, or we have to deal with them as a comp- competitor. Uh, but it's that that way. And if we see a, a great opportunity in the company, we will do. If, if we have to change branding and, and stuff like that and marketing according to certain concepts we deal with, then we will. But overall, we're just ready to uh, construct systems. You know, make sure they're operating and grow them fatter and fatter as we acquire more. Okay. Okay, so you guys have like a um you have like a, a system of your own to see, you know, uh what changes would better the company. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have a um you know, like a, a system of maybe things that you look into because I know, you know, even though the company needs to be purchased, I know not every company needs to make a, a complete, you know, start over they don't they don't need to you know some things work for that particular company yeah yeah of course i mean okay if it it didn't you know it wouldn't be an opportunity at all to even deal with the company it'd be you know self yeah okay well marie do do you have any questions um let's see um so, um, how do you know which com- which companies to are worth purchasing stock in? How do how do I know what? I'm sorry. How do you know which companies are worth pur- purchasing? In? Uh, well, the way I want to deal with that question is, uh, first of all, in this in this time in the economy, uh, we, I don't really like stocks. Uh, I mean, if, <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna buy into a company, it'll be a certain ownership of the equity of the company. So, like, you know, if we see an opportunity to maybe be a VC of a company, uh, we invest in it and we own 10, 15, 20 percent, 
I, I see that as more of an opportunity than than uh, buying derivatives of a company because okay. you know it's not really it's not really why uh, I don't feel like it's very wise, especially at this time with the stock market and you know all the stuff that's going on uh, with the baby boomers trying to retire and with a stock market crash, it just wouldn't be you know good. So the way I like to invest in a company is actually owning a piece of it. Okay. 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 So, how do you choose which companies are are worth owning? Well, it depends on the industry I'm dealing with. Uh, uh, it depends, like I said, if if they're going against our interests, if they're a competitor, if they're worth partnering with. Uh, it just all depends on the situation, to be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. What's your what's your goal as CEO? I know you you said you're proud to say you're CEO of this of this company. What is your goal as CEO? Well, to be honest, my goal really is to live up to the role. I mean, I plan to really build my empire. Uh, I mean, I, I really think uh, I really think it's about going all in as CEO. I mean, I, I feel like you're literally like the king, president, whatever you want to call it, to the company. So it's not even just me. You know, I gotta be, I gotta be this, be the CEO. You know, I, I can't just have a company. I have to actually live up to the role. So I plan to really, really be aggressive and build my empire. And I think a great CEO uh, can, you know, tell everyone that. I mean, no one really knows what a CEO has planned. Basically, a great CEO. Right. And all I like to say is aggression and passion. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean. Um... Your competition, um, I know that, you know, of course you guys aren't the only holding company. Maybe even, you know, where you are right now, where your base is. Um, is there a lot of competition in this field now? Because, like I said, it's, you know, this is not a well-known field. I mean, we know that it exists, but we don't really know too much mm-hmm. about it. So is there a lot of competition between holding companies? Well, it, it really depends, like, if they're, uh, they're crossing uh, paths or not. Because holding companies can deal with any type of product, like they can they can be deal with any type of service. You know, it's it's right. different from you know food. Uh, you, you, everybody that sells hamburgers is competing uh, or fried chicken or whatever. But it, a holding company could be in food, this and that. You know, different things. But if another holding company is crossing that that path of that holding company, then they're competitors. But if they if they have uh, companies in completely different industries, then they're not even competitors at all. They just have okay. two different holding companies, separate holding companies. Oh, okay. So that actually makes it, you know, um, uh, uh, like a, a good industry to be in because you, you know, there's room, and a, a lot yeah. of industries there's there's a lot of uh, competitiveness and and rivalry. Really, even in the literary world, you know, as a writer, there's a, so much going on in the urban in the urban literature world right now. <laughs> That it, you wouldn't even believe, um, you know the the beefs and the and the things that that go on, but you know right. I think an industry where there's where there's pretty much look, you know you do you deal with this this and this and I'm gonna go deal with that that and that and everybody can make money. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I like balance and flow. I like bringing order to things. Like, I mean, I don't I don't like chaos at all unless it's you know it's needed for order. Right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't like dealing with it. I mean, it makes sense. Why be aggravated if you don't have to? Right. Okay. So, 
um, we talked about, you know, the different, um, you know, how you see opportunities within companies. Um, if you can actually start, because I know basically you own, you have a company that owns other companies. Do you mm-hmm. do you see yourself starting another smaller company, like not purchasing one, but starting another company? Uh, now I did, I did think about that uh, because when I was um, when I first became a tax preparer, I actually started a. It was a snow cone franchise. Uh, I, mm-hmm. The reason I started it is because when I was actually looking for ways to be an entrepreneur, I was I was subscribed to this thing, uh, franchises, franchise direct. I think what it was. Because at first I was going to own vending machines, but uh, when I seen Snowbiz, I, I recognized it because it's all over the state of Mississippi, and it looked like an easy franchise to start. Uh, and they was, the profit margin is like crazy, like ninety six percent. So when I started that, um, the first year it was a bit rocky. I learned a lot of things uh, because simply going with a brick and mortar uh, construction of business, a lot of different stuff I didn't know uh, that I had to pay for downtown. Uh, you know, as far as getting, getting stuff zoned, because I had an actual building, uh, getting stuff okay. zoned, uh, what's up to code and not and stuff like that. So, you know, after uh, after I really didn't reach that return on investment with that business, because that next year, that owner, uh, the owner of the gas station, because the building that I had was like right next to the gas station, and I had to be on his property to pay him rent because I didn't own the land. You know, I just had the business you know, on his land. So I paid him rent, but that next year he, some, some happened with the property foreclosed or whatever, and he had to leave. So we didn't even get to keep operating. You know, after that, uh, I got into a lot of different stuff, uh, cosmetology product and stores, all type of crazy stuff. But I thought about that business again for the sake of my twins, uh, because in the state of Texas, it's literally like hot, like nine or 10 months out of the year. And it's nothing like that around at all. And, Something like that, I thought about starting for my twins to teach them because I could do it real slow. I don't have to, you know, do it too fast and try to get goals and this and that. I could do it real slow and just teach them. And if I ever had to do something uh, to start something, that would probably be what it, will, what it would be. But other than that, uh, it will be everything will be, you know, business uh, about what's coming next in, in, in the business objectives. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, shoot, in the state of Texas, uh, I, I think that would be a really good investment. Like you said, yeah, with you know the, the, the ice, temperatures, yeah. the temperatures. Yeah, the quality of, of the ice is like snow, snow in flavor. Yeah, they'll love it. Right, <laughs> right, right. We we call them. Um, you know, we have ices and Italian ices and and slushes and stuff like like that in Jersey. But I don't. We don't. We don't have like a, uh, you know, one of those places that you said in uh, Jersey or in Atlanta. You know, but then again, in neither well, of those places is it hot all year round. You know, maybe in Florida yeah, that um, would go too. Right, and, and the population is just—they'll love it. I know they'll love it in in Texas, and the profit margin is so big, it, it almost cut out the risk because it goes with everything. And I feel like that'll be a good thing to scale over ten years. You know, my twin boys now are only four. I right. mean, only three. Uh, they'll be four this year. Right. They're only three. Uh, and 10 years from now, 12 and 13, I mean, that would be something good they could take over 14, 15, 16. I didn't have that growing up. I had to, like, right. learn a whole different way of thinking, you know, because everything was always regurgitated to me out. You know, this is what life is. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to do it. And that gives them the opportunity to have, like, a project or practice or whatever and begin to have ideas on their own. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And, 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 um, you know, I'm struggling with that now. Uh, my, my son is a bit older than yours. My son, um, my son is 11. He'll be 12 this summer and he has talent. Um, you know, I, I always brag on my baby. He, he can draw. And when I say he can draw, he can see it and draw it. Anything he can see, he can, he can draw a perfect wow. likeness, but to him, anytime I put a little pressure on him for him to, market it you know i said okay well let's make a portfolio because you know um he draws um not only can he draw cartoons that he sees but he has drawn a few original cartoons he won't finish a comic book he has totally dismantled his um you know i actually put together a portfolio um i had him pick out the the ones he liked top 25 put together i i can't find even one of them it's you know it seems like every time I put a little pressure on him to do it, you know it's work. It changes it completely. Now it's not him mm. just drawing for fun. Now it's work, and he can't take it. It just bothers him. Right, right. And you know, I have always supported him drawing to the point where every opportunity I get, I, I buy art supplies and things like that. But I have no, you know, being that. I come from a family like yours where they're telling us, go to school, get a job, go to school, get a job. Mm-hmm. He's really smart, but I feel like, um, you know, he's, he's advanced as far as book-wise too, but I don't, I feel like, you know, if this is something he loves to do, that would probably be the best way to tell him, look, if like, if you do this, you'll be happy working every day instead of, you know, going to school and getting this job that, you know, you wish you could do what you wanted to do at least some other day. Right. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I have no idea how to make it appealing to him at all because, I, you know, I told him, well, why don't you make shirts and, you know, your little friends at the school, you know, you can give maybe two or three friends one, and when other kids ask for them, you can do custom-made. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have to get the same shirt. They can get different shirts because you're the artist. You're not paying somebody to create, you know, the, the – um design but right. he he frowned at me <laughs> i said let's uh see if we can set you up um like you know like a little gallery setting one time and he mm-hmm. frowned at that too so i have no idea how to get him <laughs> interested in the business side of it i had my brother take him to see the different jobs you know like architecture or you know car design and you know we're, we're trying to break it down to him but I'm better off. My six-year-old, I can tell her anything, and she's trying to figure out how she can make money doing that. I buy easy big oven. She, he, it's August. He's a Leo, but I'm a Leo too. So it's like we're butting heads. What's August? What? Twenty-second. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm. You know, I have no idea how to even explain to him, but it's so crazy because I never push my daughter to do, you know, because she's sick. So it's like, okay, oh, you like making dog clothes? Okay, well, I'm going to help you make some dog clothes. <laughs> but to her, well, mommy, you think I could sell my friend this doll baby clothes for like 50 cents? To her, everything <laughs> is business. But to him, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, a woman asked him, could he draw her something? And he said, oh, I'll give it to you for $5. I said, no, you won't. Give it to her, <laughs> you know, for 5 And then I'm the bad guy because he's like, okay, mom, I don't want to do it now. You know, like he doesn't understand the value in it. And my daughter, I think I'm just gonna have to let her manage him because she's just like <laughs> everything. If she make you an easy bake oven muffin, that muffin's gonna cost you a hundred dollars. Okay, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's I don't know what you're doing. 
because business, I feel like it should be taught uh, like that because it, business is everything. It don't matter what no one says. You always inside of business, you know, whether you're at work, whether you're buying something from the store, driving in a car, is, you know, they got gasoline in it with tires. Everything is business, every single thing. Right. Well, right. And I try to explain it to them. But, you know, I hope I hope it's easier with your twins <laughs> than it is with mine, uh, with my boy. I, I think I just haven't found something. You know, once you find something that sparks that interest, then, then it's good. But I just haven't found it yet. But um, yeah. I do wish you the best with that. I I, I would just explain that it's, it's been difficult for me. Uh, I think with my daughter, though, <laughs> I don't have to say anything. I, I'm going to buy her a sewing machine, and that'll just be it. She'll be, she'll be ready to go with her business. She's going to have a whole line of doll clothes if I let her do what she want to do. But with him, like, I'll... I'll I'll say, baby, draw me this, and he won't draw anything else for six months. Like he's just over it. <laughs> you know, I put a little tiny bit of pressure, and he's done. He's not he's not even trying to hear of it. <laughs> but um, I've I'm really excited that you that you called in, and really glad that you got to explain this because um, a holding company, not to give you competition, but it seems like there are a lot of people that would qualify to run different types of businesses mm-hmm. because when you're at work and you're especially in managing positions, that's what you're doing. You're running someone else's business. Yeah. <laughs> and, and management is what keeps the system running. Uh, management is like the heartbeat. You know, right. management uh, can make a business go down or up. Uh, it's been right. a lot of cases in the past experiences like that uh, with different scenarios. But, but yeah, I mean, holding company. And with me, I don't, I don't, feel like I'm really skilled at anything either. Like, I can't invent something or draw something out of nowhere or anything like that. All I can do is kind of like, I don't know, have fun with certain different things. I don't know. I guess knowing a little bit about a lot is what excites me. I'm not really specialized. Well, I mean, it seems that you're specialized at owning other people's businesses, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a special uh, skill, wouldn't you agree, Marie? Yeah. <laughs> buying, you know, buying and, um, you know, keeping multiple businesses running, you know, efficiently. I'll say that efficiently at one time is a skill. It is a specific skill. And, you know, it takes a lot of small skills to hone that specific skill. So I would say, you know, you are good at something. You know, it doesn't seem like it because there's a lot of small things that come into play. But mm-hmm. there's some people that, for the life of them, can't run one business. And they have everything in front of them, and they still can't make it go, you know. <laughs> there are some people, and, you know, me, Marie and I both know some of these people that you you have everything in front of you, including, you know, partners. And you still can't get anything right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, it's all about getting getting all the way to that result and the business model. Uh, if, if everything in the business model is lined up right, then the system can flow to make money. And you can fix things, you know, over time. Right, to become more efficient. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, if you if if you had this is the last question, um, if you had one thing to tell um any new entrepreneurs, what would that thing be? You know, like someone that's trying to get where you are right now. 
you know, maybe that person that might still be working at Nissan and, you know, they wish they had quit that day when you told them you was about to leave right now. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I mean, um, go ahead. I mean, the only thing I can say is uh, having enough courage to take that first step towards that new unknowing because, I mean, a lot of times people don't even know uh, where, where they're headed. All they know is you know, they can have some type of life. But taking that first step in that direction, uh, I, I believe you're halfway there already. Because, you know, it's hard enough just getting people to understand action, take action, even a little bit. You know, the small things, even if it's writing something down to plan to do something. But once they can start, then they already halfway there. Everything else is about evolving, adjusting, and learning, evolving, adjusting, and learning. And uh, everything else is for, you know, bills, stuff you have to pay, food in, in the refrigerator. It's, all that stuff is about numbers. When the numbers is at a certain point, you know, you don't have to you don't have to ever worry about that stuff again. You just run off with the numbers, you know. But I, I mean, I, I, that's the only thing I can say. You know, starting is everything. Okay, well, that's 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 awesome advice, and that and I hope that someone listening that might have been you know what they needed to hear to take that last step. Um, as we tell all of our guests, if if anything new happens with you and you want to come back to promote anything or anything like that, we would love to have you on the show again. Um, can you give okay. you give um a way to contact you? Like um, I don't know if you give out your social network information or your web your company website. If someone wants to um get in contact with you for any reason, um, you can go ahead and and give our listeners a way to do that. Yeah, uh, they can always email me. Uh, my my regular email uh, that I look at every day, I always pop on my phone. Uh, New J Tozen six N E W J C H O S E N the number six at gmail dot com. Uh, email is is always a great way to contact me because it pops straight up on my iPhone. And you know uh, when I need to get uh, <clears throat> other emails from other inboxes, it's all it's all here in my pocket. That makes things great. So I think email would be the greatest way. And then you can always find my uh, page on Facebook, Roman Odom. Um, my name is regular. I don't have, uh, you know how different people have different names. I just got Roman Odom. So you should be able to find me easily. But those two ways are pretty good. Cause I don't okay. Anybody ever have to ask me anything, they can message me on Facebook. They can email me or anything like that. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in, Roman. Thank you so much. No um, problem. For our listeners, follow the Ms. Reason Show on every social network. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, we definitely, uh, if you if you have anything that you would like for us to share, we're definitely supportive, um, Roman. So, you know, um, you and I are, you know, Facebook friends. So if there's anything that you're trying to get out there, I definitely help do that. And um, okay, well, thank I you. That. So thank you so much thank you. for um for calling in. Thank you. It was great being on. All right. You guys have a good night. All right. You too.